continue in this next session looking at this psalm, this prayer that I've said is a helpful prayer for leaders, a wonderful prayer to pray each morning um, before you, you, you take God's word and let God's word speak into your heart. Psalm 143 from verse 8. And I want to just carry straight on with this now. And we're looking at what he prays for. We've covered what he, uh, two of those things. And now we're praying. He comes to the third thing that he's praying for. He prays for empowerment and for enabling. When it says this in, in the scripture there, it says, teach me to do. To do. Why? For you are my God. You see, the central factor here is that God is the center of his life. He's all out for God. Everything for God. Personal relationship. Christ-centered, as the New Testament would put it. To be Christ Christocentric. So he's praying that God will enable and equip him and empower him. And it's by the Spirit of God. And we looked at in that last session how that God works in us both to will and to do. That it's His good spirit who is to lead, leads us and guides us, but it's His good spirit that empowers us as well. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead, it dwells in us and it gives life to us. If that same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He shall give life, empower, part life, power, effectiveness, fruitfulness, all that you need, it'll come by the Spirit of God, by His Spirit. So it goes on to say, and I'm trying to hurry up now because I must need to finish this in, in this, this session. He says, not only will teach me to do your will, but for you are my God, you're the center of my life, but teach me to walk on level ground. That's what he's saying in this song. <clears throat> Look at it again. It says uh, in verse 10, teach me to do your will for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Well, Level ground means a lot of things, but the highlight for me is consistency. It's not up and down, level ground. Not an up and down and experience. So many leaders, the people don't know what they're going to meet each day. But we need to be the same every day. Not an up and down, chopping and changing our, our beliefs, our theology, our emphasis. One day one this thing, another day the next. I've seen churches become like ships that are just... Changing direction all the time. People, every time there's a major change, like they just fall overboard. They just, they just fall overboard and some even sink and drown. God wants us to live consistent lives every day. So this is part of what he's saying. Lord, today help me to live a consistent life. What I was yesterday, I am today, yes, better in Christ, but not chopping and changing up and down all the bad mood, good mood, loving today, brash the next day, etc., and then he goes on and he prays in verse 11. Uh, he prays for protection. He says, preserve my life. You know, the Word of God has given us so many promises of protection. Sometimes I feel like people feel I'm overemphasizing or overdoing all these promises. But I live by the promises of God. Again, I think I mentioned this in some teaching not too long ago. Psalm 91. Read it for yourself. But it says this. He who, to, to, he who dwells under the shadow of the Almighty... And rest at the shelter of the Most High and rest in the shadow of God Almighty. That's what it is. That's how it's sought in Psalm 91. That's the condition to, to actually dwell in the shelter of the Most High and to rest in the shadow of the Almighty. To say, 
of the Lord. I trust him, is what Psalm 91 verse 2 tells us. And then in verse 9 it says, those who make the most high your dwelling. So he's given us his, all of this protection, these promises of, about protecting us at every level of life. Look at Ephesians chapter 6. We're to take the full armor, the whole armor of Christ, and put it on every day. Use it. Shield of faith, uh, sword of the spirit, breastplate of righteousness, helmet of salvation, uh, shod with the preparation of the gospel, etc. And it's also, this is a wonderful thing for me, it has been such an encouragement right throughout my life. You know, the book of Job, people avoid it, don't like it. It's full of rich theology and so much blessing in it. But in, in Job chapter 1 verse 9, the devil comes before the, the Lord to accuse Job. Remember this, that the devil attacked Job because Job's life was so effective. Those who are effective for, the, for God, that's who, those are the ones he goes for. He attacks those that are counting for God. He attacks you, he attacks your family. And that's why this prayer is not even for him, it's for his family. We need to be praying these things for our family as well. And it says this in, in Job chapter 1 verse 9, that Job loves you because you put a hedge around him. I can't get at him. There's a hedge around every last one of us. There's a hedge around you. There's a hedge around your family. But just be careful you don't open holes, tear them apart through unbelief, resentment, unforgiveness. All the sins of the flesh. The hedges around you. We've got that wonderful hedge. Then it says in Psalm 34 verse 7, <clears throat> The angel of the Lord encompasses around those who fear him and deliver him. And he delivers them. <clears throat> Scripture tells us there's a wall of fire around us. He's promised that nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ our Lord, and that we're more than conquerors to him who loves us. Jude 24 tells us that he is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To him, the only one has God, be all the glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. John 10, 28 says, I've given them eternal life. The thief came to steal, to kill, to destroy, but I come that you might have life. And he says this in the 10th, uh, chapter 10, verse 28. They shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hands. 1 Peter 1, 5 tells us we're kept by the power of God. We're shielded. 1 Corinthians 10, 11, uh, 13 tells us he'll never allow us to be tempted above what we're able to endure. Deuteronomy 33, 27 tells us it's God who is our refuge. And underneath are the everlasting arms. He shall thrust out the enemy. 2 Timothy 1.12 He's able to keep us from falling to present us faultless. So we go on. And then he prays also, fifthly, for instructions. Those specific areas of his life when he says may your good spirit lead me. God's got instructions for you for today. God wants to help you to understand to grasp, to live in all those things that he has for you for today. And then he prays for deliverance, looking at the clock and saying, well, time's flying. He prays for a deliverance, release in those areas that are problematic or those perplexities. In the 11th verse, <clears throat> answers to questions, perplexing questions, solutions to problems. For us, for you, for today, start your day out that way. Going before God, unhurriedly, set the alarm if need be, to get an extra quarter of an hour, half an hour. 
Nobody can set how long you need to do this for. We don't want to be legalistic. But I think that in our so-called freedoms, we've just lost any discipline in finding time to spend with God so we can start today that it might be a good day. If we start it right, it'll end right. And right throughout the day, God will help us. 1 John chapter 4, verse 14 says that we've over he's overcome the world because the one we overcome the world because the one that is in us is greater than the one that is in the world. That's the devil, his demons, any and everything. We overcome. James chapter 4, verse 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. Submit. Resist. He'll flee. 1 John 5, verses 4 and 5 says, Everyone who is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And you can read 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through to 18, and so you could go on. And then he prays quickly, and we, as we try to close this now, he prays for victory. In your unfailing love, verse 12, in your unfailing love, silence my enemies, destroy all my foes, for I am your servant. Psalm 31, 20, uh, verse 20 says, You, God, shall hide them, in the secret place of your presence from the plots of man, you shall keep them secretly from the strife of tongues. Even those people that are rising up again, putting stuff on the internet against you, tearing your reputation apart, you shall hide them in the secret place of your presence from the plots of, of man. You shall keep them secretly from the strife of tongues. Isaiah 59 verse 19 says, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Isaiah 54 verse 17 tells us, No weapon formed against us shall prosper. God himself will refute every tongue that rises up against us. Well, this basically covers almost everything in life. What an encouragement. What a gracious, what a wonderful, what a generous God. What a great and wonderful father and friend he is. So start your day each day well, looking to Him and Him alone, and see what He can do for you, for you and your family. Oh God, in Jesus' name, we want to be our best for you each day. We don't want in any sense that to try and grit our teeth. We don't want to, it's not going to be by our power, it's not going to be by even our commitment, but you respond to us when we respond to you. And we want to respond to you right each day. Start at the very outset of our day. I'm asking your blessing upon your sons and daughters, all that they're involved in, their families and the ministries they're involved in, churches and beyond that church that they're based in. There'll be such effectiveness, blessing and protection and provision. And they will all know how good you are at the end of each day before they climb into bed, that they'll look up and say, I commit the day to you, it's been a good one. The battles that came our way, we won. The things that we're still facing, you are there taking care of them. Help us to live just by faith. And so we ask this, Lord, together, in agreement, in Jesus' name, and praise you forever and ever, looking forward to the day we see you face to face, become like you, hear that wonderful Acclamation and proclamation when you say, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Amen.